All right, hey everybody, Dan's here from the Sales Enablement Society conference, inaugural conference here in Dallas. I'm with Chris Kingman, who is the Sales Enablement Manager for TransUnion and actually one of the founding members uh, of this society. So Chris, welcome, and tell Thank us you. a little bit about how you got involved in this uh, Sales Enablement Society. Um, so I was doing a lot of research in my earlier years of Sales Enablement, looking for trade shows, um, conferences, anything that can expose me to other individuals in my role. Uh, I had stumbled upon the LinkedIn group, I joined the LinkedIn group, and then when a website emerged, I signed up on the website um, to become a founding member. And then they released the date for the first event. Um, fortunately, it was very close in proximity to where I live and work, uh, so I headed up and not expecting anything, um, just going to see what it was all about, and sure enough, uh, it was an interesting event. It was very, um, very eye-opening. Um, it was, it was great to see a lot of people who experience all the same things. Um, there was a lot of revelation in the room of, you know, I'm not the only one that it knows what this feels like. So it was an yeah. excellent thing. And then from there, it's just um, helping out when I can, where I can. Mm -hmm. No, that's huge. It's always great to be able to share with your uh, uh, fellow sales enablement mm -hmm. professionals. When we think about sales today, because a lot of what we talk about on this uh, podcast is how the game of ch the game of sales has changed today. Um, how do you think sales has changed over the last few years, and what what do salespeople really need to focus on to be successful? Sure. Um, so I think the most important thing is the shift away from gimmick and product pitching. Mm -hmm. um, wild claims of 300% revenue increase, a marketing slick, bombarding people with asset sheets, it's, it's going away and it's great. Um, the, the shift that I love seeing is, is partners. You, sellers are becoming partners, they're not becoming sellers. And, and I think selling can have a negative connotation, but the farther we go and the more that your sellers are enabled, the less of a, a pitchy salesperson they are and the more of a partner they are. When I say partner, I mean somebody that comes to your business regardless of sales cycle length, learns your business, learns your, your challenges, your needs, really learns like, you know, why your business is suffering or falling short to a degree and then leverages solutions that that company may offer to help alleviate those problems. It's so true and um, there was a recent study by the USC uh, Marshall School of Business and it said that buyers are looking for salespeople to be strategic partners. Yes. That's exactly what you're talking about. But the interesting part of the study was that only 18% of sellers mm -hmm. had been viewed that way. So I think there's a huge kind of delta we've got to get yeah. to to bring sales to that level. So what are some of the, how do we do that? Is it skills training? Is there, Are there specific tools? How, how will you kind of go, go about that? Sure, so the great thing is that um, the skills that you need to be a successful partner is the basic sales skills. Listen, just listen. Mm -hmm. um, ask pointed, open-ended questions and collect information. Um, don't be afraid to ask more questions, ask deeper diving questions. And if somebody doesn't know, ask for the person who knows. Collect everything that you need um, because you're building a solution for a person or a story to a degree of, of how you and your, your company can help this person. Um, and I think just understand your product, what it can and can't do, um, and how how it's applicable to customers. Uh, the worst thing you, you can get is a seller who will pitch a product immediately, like a widget in a box, and then they stop and they they don't know where to go with it. And then your conversation sort of just turns into, so you know, what's your favorite football team? Right. Um, and the, the sale is over. You've lost at that point. Right. 
Right. Yeah, it's, you know, the traditional sales approach, I think sales are definitely comfortable with, hey, I know the demo, you know, I know my product, I can mm -hmm. speak about that. But I think one of the big challenges today is get them in kind of that problem finding mode. Exactly. You know, more of the discovery. And, and that's what I think, uh, what I hear a lot of the effort is, is working with sales today um, to try and do that. Um, what other tools do you think sales needs today to be successful? Um, when they go out there, um, is it, uh, you know, we heard a lot about all the different technologies mm -hmm. that are available. What do you think about that? Are there any kind of ones you gravitate toward or have? Sure. Um, your CRM is key and, and you have to adopt it. There's no questions, right? You have to be ingrained in your CRM. It's, it's not, um, it's almost a discipline, right? It, it's a habit. It's a reflex to log your notes, update your opportunities, keep your pipeline moving. Um, you need to, Really, you need the skills to ask the right questions, and then um, you need sort of an acumen for whatever field your product is in, your solutions are in. You have to understand the broader scope. If you're selling a software, you need to understand how that software interacts with other softwares in, in a sort of a technology environment, or you need to understand the basics of API. If you're selling you know, tractors, you need to understand farming. You need to understand the world in which that product exists, not just the product itself, because you're going to fall short in only describing attributes of your product versus how it impacts the, you know, it's the, your product sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. um, I think from a technology standpoint, you need to have just the basics, right? You need your email, you need your phone, you need to be connected to your support networks mm -hmm. because they're the ones, especially out in the field, that are going to bail you out. Um, right. And then you need you need a mobile. You know the power of the power of selling face to face is going away, but video conferences are, are getting better and better and better. Every mm -hmm. every invite I get has a Zoom or a Go to meeting on it. I know. Um, and do I always need to see you? No, but it, it is. You can you can see up both sides. You can see when your prospect is like, uh, right. I don't Blazing know, over yeah, or bit. or checking their phone, and, and right. you can really save a sale or, or recoup the conversation that way. Right. Um, and then just basic organizational tools, things that mm -hmm. help you stay organized on top. And it could be out of your CRM or it could be a bolt-on application, just something that keeps you running after the most valuable activities first mm -hmm. and prioritizing down from there. Yeah, that's very uh, important because that same survey said that the, the wealthiest salespeople actually have time management down yes. to a science and they know how to focus on the money-making yep. activities, which is key. Last question. Um, I heard a great presentation on social selling yesterday with Jill Raleigh. What's your thoughts on social selling and how is your team tackling it? Uh, I think social is extremely important because it helps you stay top of mind um, and relevant and <clears throat> it helps you share relevant information and it doesn't have to be content generated by your organization. It can be industry knowledge, be trade knowledge. Um, people selling in the enablement space, selling enablement platforms can still share uh, statistics and reports and CSO insights and all these things like, hey, just making sure you got the latest this. Mm -hmm. It's all top of mind and relevancy. Everything is not a direct pitch. And I think that's a very common misunderstanding is social selling is I'm pitching over LinkedIn. No, it's not. Yeah, it, exactly. It's maintaining your brand, maintaining your organization's brand, and positioning yourself as sort of a, a source of content, a source of information. Um, you know, maybe not the source, you're not the expert in your field, but you're always, you know, I know I can always go to John Smith from XYZ Company.